Hello, Charlie Gladstone here, and welcome to episode four of my Outdoor Voices series. This is a micro-series of podcasts for my Some Good Maverick series, recorded during lockdown with my guests dialing in via their phones or whatever, their answers to a number of questions about what it is that has compelled them to work outdoors rather than indoors and what they do and what that work makes them feel and their relationship with nature. It's something that's always interested me because I have had a profound and really important relationship with nature since I was a young child when I spent almost my entire holiday, whatever the season, outdoors. And um, particularly since my wife and I decided to bring up our children at Glendie in Kincardineshire, that has had a major effect on the way that we live and the way that we think. This is recorded during lockdown, as I say, so it isn't a conversational podcast. I have simply asked people a number of questions in writing and asked them to record their answers into their phone or laptop or whatever and send them to me. And then I have tried to edit those to make a cohesive whole of them. So today we start with Dave Cowie. Dave Cowie is a man who looks after around 2,000 sheep in the highlands of Scotland. Those sheep spend the summer on the hills and the winter and the spring down on the low ground. It seems to me that this profession is one of immense skill and extraordinary hard work. You ride your quad bike with the sheepdogs in blizzards. You've got a lump giant bales around the place, searching for lost sheep in vast acreages. It's not an easy job for sure, but Dave seems to be someone who is in his element, someone who is calm and warm and committed and very funny but most of all, who truly loves the job and treats his sheep with immense care. He's deeply passionate. So here is Dave Cowie. Hello, I'm David Cowie. And my wife, Cam, and my wee baby boy, Alfie. Yeah, I'm a contract shepherd here, so I'm outdoors all the time. And I really enjoy it, especially with this COVID thing. My boy's 12 weeks old and It'd be hard for these families that's staying in a city with the hustle and bustle. You kind of beat just going outside and taking a, taking a loon with you and working outdoors with the fresh air and you can just walk far you want to walk. And no, it's brilliant. You can't beat it. Um, I was busy at the lambing time, which means I've never seen all feel what, but with my job here, it's weather dependent, so if it's a rainy day, you can't really work with sheep in the pens because they're wet and the pens get dirty, so you can get maybe a half day off or a day off to spend time with the little ones, so no, no it's brilliant. It's a good place to raise a child. and um, I've never really stayed in a city, um, but I don't think I would really enjoy it just to... Hear a bird sing in the morning, it's fine. And no, can't be good. And now we're going back to Natasha Lloyd again. Um, you may remember Natasha Lloyd. Well, you will remember Natasha Lloyd if you've listened to previous episodes of this Outdoor Voices series. She is a professional forager and herbalist, and she works for us at Glendie. 
I've been trying to find out through my questions what it is that people like or love about working outside. What distinguishes it from any other job? And a lot of the answers keep coming back to seasons, to that constant change in the environment that is harder to feel or sense in a town or city, to the lengthening or shortening of days. So here's Natasha on this. Being outside for me means being closer to the elements. Yes, we need shelter, we need warmth, we need good clothing. But for me, it also means feeling and it means smelling and tasting and understanding the the weather more and the time of year, whether it's going to get dark. It's not just about being out on a beautiful day and being close to the river or up a hill. It's about knowing our place in our environment. One of the biggest things I love about teaching outside is seeing other people's journey of connection to the land and to their environment and to their locality. So the best thing for me is actually being out with other people and helping them to get their connection through the plants. So thank you very much to Natasha Lloyd. If you come to Glendie, one of our camps or indeed just one of our cottages, we can arrange for you to go out with Natasha. Now, back to Tim Pugh from Edition One, the environmental artist. I, I imagine you remember him, but if you haven't listened to that, Tim is someone whose work I love very much. It is playful and is very beautiful and it is very temporary and a lot of it is made in the woods around Harden and so I occasionally come across it and I follow him on his Timothy Pugh artist Instagram thing and I was very happy that Tim agreed to speak to me about the best thing about working outdoors and I was interested he was one of the few people that talked about it removing anxiety because being outdoors has definitely had that impact for me. It's brought me a sort of calmness that I've been unable to find elsewhere. And so here is Tim talking about that and a lot of other things about why he loves working outdoors. I think the best thing working outdoors is, uh, is the fresh air, the good vibes you feel, you know, you're exploring new spaces, it keeps you active. In. You've got your problems, you've got your thing indoors and you go out and you, you, it clears your head as well, you know. It makes you think about, uh, makes you more positive and come up with solutions of things that were worrying you about what to do and you come out and everything seems a lot better. Uh, it makes you feel like anxious and, again, appreciating nature and the cycles more. But um, I've had quite a roller coaster of a year. It wasn't so good in January, February. Uh, we, had a, we had a lot of rain, as you know. And it seemed to be raining every single day. Um, and because I half live in Cumbria, I, I work on a really special beach near a place called Whitehaven, which has been closed because of, there's been incidences. Um, it's a very special beach where it's got a, a coal mine, a colliery actually on the beach, which has been closed, but it's very dangerous. But going on this beach is just fantastic things that just get washed up. All sorts of plastic things, all sorts of traffic cones, uh, lots of rubbish, materials, shopping trolleys, and it's been brilliant. So I've been, I've been the last three, four years making artwork there. Going on the beach, not sure what I'm going to find on the beach. Strolling down and then finding, for one, for one, for instance, one day I found a parachute, a proper army parachute washed up on the beach, which I disentangled and 
got uh, used as uh, uh, I put it in the air and it looked like a giant squid in the air like a kite so there's things you know really spontaneous things that you find on the beach but as I say it was quite a roller coaster of a year I went in January those storms middle of February all the footpaths were washed away by the storms so that was a bit scary that so I couldn't get access to the beach which profoundly had a shock on me I started to think about ways to get onto the beach using a boat from the harbour but I call it Scruffy Beach because of virtue of all the fantastic things that I find there. The only people that I, have, I see there are cocklemen, looking for cockles and fishing people, picnickers. But it's a very, it's, 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 it's quite special, it's a very small beach. And it's quite a deadly beach as well. Uh, last year, two years ago, I, I broke my pelvis slipping on a rock. Uh, I broke my arm as well, um, slipping on seaweed there, which is quite, so it's quite, as appreciate, you know, wanting to get outdoors and feeling really frustrated to that, I, I couldn't stay there. Uh, very frustrating. And then uh, at the end of February, I was in Texas. I went for a four month, four weeks, sorry, residency, where I was creating artworks by the river, River Lano. And it was an environmental art festival called Leaf. And there's lots of other British artists were invited out. So there I went from really stormy winter to the proximity of a really hot, hot, really boiling, really, really 80, 90 degrees, daily occurrence, different environment to work in. I did some school workshops there as, as a thank you for, for being invited to the festival, which is really exciting. Uh, and I was there in the middle of March, and then I managed to get the last flight from Atlanta back home to Britain, straight, in, straight into lockdown. So I haven't had any pause for thought or to go to Cumbria, I just basically been on my own for two, two and a half months, straight into lockdown with all the memories of friends meeting people in this festival. So it's been quite a juxtaposition, it's been quite a contrast it has. But as I say, since then, I've been in, the, I've making, being positive, being outdoors, going on my bike, and more especially creating work outdoors, creating environmental art, and being lucky that I can go back to my old friend, the Harden Woods again, the estate, which has always been there for me. And when the lockdown ends, I'll probably go back to Cumbria, but I think I'll come back to work in the estate a lot more because it's all, it's, I feel like it's an old friend that's been there for me, you know? And a lot of changes within the woods, different trees, different mini ecosystems, different environments to work in different materials. It's been quite an eye-opener, really refreshing. And it, as I say, it feels like an old friend. I've been going there all my life now. And this is the latest episode of creating art artworks to do with COVID, to do with, um, the, the virus, which has been quite quite different for me. For example, I made a huge big COVID, made a big virus out of uh, leaves and sticks and stones. And I put it on Instagram and people go, oh, isn't that a beautiful picture? Isn't that lovely environmental art? But I, I was saying to people, if you look at it closely, you can see the outline of the, the actual virus that I drew from, which is a sort of double whammy, you know. Um. So yeah, it's it's been a constant friend for me all these years. And to this day, it's, it's a, a really valuable resource. And then finally today for this episode, I asked Murdo McLeod to dial in an answer for me. Murdo McLeod is a gamekeeper and wildlife manager in Scotland. He is um, a big, strong, tall, committed man who works entirely by himself um, in the great outdoors. And this is what he dialed in to me. I've been working here for 31 years now. Um, it's quite a 
a varied job depending on the seasons. We work, do some work with some pheasants on a small shoot. We manage the deer in the forestry and in general just look after the wildlife that lives in abundance on the estate due to the estate's policy of careful management. I've always enjoyed working outdoors. I haven't really known anything else. I grew up in a farming community in Ayrshire. So apart from schooling in the town closest to where I lived, it's always been a rural environment. As far as living in a city goes, the closest thing I've done to that is when I was at Agriculture College in Winchester, where I was studied for two years. So that would be my only experience of living in a city if you'd class Winchester as a city. The best thing about working outdoors, as I say, I don't really know much more than what I do, but generally just enjoying the environment and the actual playing a part in the environment, whether it's planting new trees for wildlife, observing the wildlife, looking after the, the country in general, as well as working alongside our agricultural partners. Thank you very much, Murdo. Thank you very much to all my contributors today. Thank you very much to you, my listeners, for listening to this short podcast. This is series is not finished yet. I'll be back. See you very soon. Thanks to my friend Jim Friend. Bye. <laughs>